listening to Sidewalk Confessionals. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to do something kind of like uh, last week where we interview each other, but instead of going around the table, we're going to conduct um, kind of like two separate interviews. So I will ask Caleb uh, all the questions, and then when he's done with his interview, he'll ask me the exact same questions. So if you Except want- vice versa. <laughs> well, either way, yeah. So if you want to hear uh, Caleb interviewing me, then keep listening because that's about to happen right now. And if you want to hear just me interviewing Caleb, skip to 19 minutes and 56 seconds. All right, Jeremy, I've got uh, seven questions here for you. The first is, when did you first start writing? Um, I don't know. Writing, like writing in school, I mean, everyone writes in school. True. So I started writing in school and like, when do we start writing in school? Like fourth grade or something like that or even before yeah little little stories just like little paragraphs and stuff i started writing for fun i hated writing in school i hated english i hated language arts in school um i think that was mostly because in high school i started liking it more or like toward my senior year because i started realizing how important language is i mean we can't commute anything we can't communicate anything without language and without uh, uh um a really well-rounded system of language but anyway I started really liking it like senior year so I think after I graduated like the year after I graduated I started working on the book that I'm still working on and I started writing um, like little short stories here and there and stuff like that I also started really going back and studying English um, because I never paid attention to it in school I mean I didn't really pay attention to anything in school because I was a little shit but um, yeah. So, yeah, that's about when. So probably like right after senior year. That was what, four years ago? So like 2012, 2014, 2014-ish, 2014, yeah. 2015. Yeah, because yeah. you were the year after me. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right, so um, on to question number two. What was the first complete story you ever wrote? The first complete story I ever wrote. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Yeah, it's a really, it's a little short story. I think I still have it on a flash drive or something, but it's just a, it's a little short story. I think it actually introduced, it was the first story I wrote with one of my characters uh, from, that's going to be in the book. Well, yeah, you tend to have, you have some legacy characters that you've taken from story to story. Well, yeah, it's because when I create a character, I really don't like, I'm the same way in D&D. Mm-hmm. Like I keep all of my character sheets and all of that. So when I create a character to write, I never get rid of them. Um, they won't always be in like, the same stories or anything like that but i will um uh, you know i'll like hold on to their character sheet and all of that stuff and keep them around but yeah i think the first one i wrote was uh a story introducing the character who's going to be in the book jacob yeah nice can't remember what it's about okay um can you tell us about uh, a work that inspires your writing yeah um the Shiver trilogy. I guess it's four books now, but uh, Shiver, Linger, and Forever by Maggie Stiefvater mm-hmm. is an excellent book. They're like, <laughs> they're fantasy books. They're about werewolves, but in the la- in the last book, toward the end of the second book, and definitely in the third book, there is a character named Cole mm-hmm. um, who is like infected with this. He finds out 
because uh, he's like super smart. Mm-hmm. So he finds out that it's actually like um like a virus, and he finds out you know how it works and how theoretically to cure it, and he ends up actually fixing it. But yeah, he um yeah that's really inspirational just because of like the science and the way it's written. I really like the 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 way that the story is written, mm-hmm. the way it kind of carries itself. It um it shifts back and forth between point of, points of view of characters. So like one chapter will be about uh, the main character, Grace, and then another chapter will be about uh, Sam. And, you know, it just keeps going back and forth. So each character kind of alternately gets their own chapter, tells whatever's happening from the most relevant point of view. What styles of writing do you really enjoy? Um like I just said, uh, Maggie Stiefvater's style of writing where every character gets their own chapter. I also really like um, books that jump around in time. Oh, yeah. That jump back and forth, kind of like a, uh, what's his name? Like a Quentin Tarantino kind of thing. Have you ever read, what is it? I don't mean to interrupt you. I think it's called 1Q84. It's actually, it's like a book by a Japanese novelist. I can't Uh remember his name. You would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that like anything that jumps back and forth in time. Um, I'm not really into science fiction because I cannot excuse the inaccuracies. I, I, I try because I know it's a work of fiction. I know that, the, you know, there's no reason really that it has to be accurate in any way. But it just it bothers me. Well, I, I tend to regard most science fiction is just fantasy with like a mechanical bent yeah or a spacey bent yeah something like that uh the martian is really good Mm -hmm. the martian by andy weir is very scientifically accurate as scientifically accurate as he could make it uh because he's not a scientist um there is something that i really like about that book though he um there's a unit that you have to calculate uh when you're you know thinking about how much power you'll need on any kind of space vessel, which is like kilowatt hours per soul. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to keep writing and he didn't want his character to keep saying and remind then thinking of kilowatt hours per soul. So he called the unit pirate ninjas because it doesn't have to, you know, the unit, the name of the unit doesn't have to mean anything. It's arbitrary. Right, exactly. And the unit, the, the unit itself is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, instead of call, saying kilowatt hours per, per soul, he called it pirate ninjas. And <clears throat> I don't know if NASA actually used it, but NASA recognized it. And they were like, you know, that's a really good idea to just call it something fun so that in a crisis situation or something like that, at least the astronauts have something. You know, they're like, OK, we have this many pirate ninjas left. So I like it. I like it when I like it when uh, when authors do stuff like that. What styles, if any, do you dislike? I don't know if there's a style in particular that I dislike. Um, there's definitely stuff that I dislike writing. Mm-hmm. I really, really hate writing poetry because I just I'm not smart enough. Um, <laughs> I can't flow well enough. I can't think of the words and. Yeah, I just, I'm not smart enough to write poetry. Um, I feel you on a spiritual level. Poetry's hard, man. It is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A style that I dislike. Not really. I mean, I can read anything from, I guess, science fiction. Mm-hmm. A lot of science yeah. fiction I dislike. Um, I don't mean to bash new writers because there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of really, really good 
new writers and there will always be i mean there always has to be new writers so there's always going to be really really good new writers but a lot of the like teen novels and stuff like that that i've tried to read oh yeah the new ones they're terrible oh yeah they're so 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 bad um they're terribly written i mean they're books you're writing you have to think you're writing a book right you are writing you're creating a work of i don't know how to i don't know how i want to word this you did books contain language right they contain words they contain sentences and a story a narrative all of that stuff the way you do that the way you communicate that is you use a language and a writing system right you put characters in a certain order with you know even though of course you know art has no rules but at the same time uh, some structure helps but language does language has rules yes so i see a lot of books i see a lot of short stories that people are writing and they completely ignore uh some of the fundamental rules of language Uh, i'm not talking i'm not talking about like nitpicky stuff like oh there should have been a comma there Oh, that should have been a semicolon. No, I'm talking about run-on sentences, um, misspellings, misuses of words, things like that. Big, big problems um, that that make the that make the narrative, make the sentences mean something completely different than what they are intending to mean. Um, yeah, that's just a common issue. I don't think that's actually an issue with writers themselves. I think that's an issue with the education systems that are responsible for producing writers like that. That's a fair point. Especially in our current American education system, there's some serious shortcomings. Our education system is trash. We're we're not going to get into that on this podcast because I will get very, very preachy, but our education system is trash. All right. um, Describe your writing style. My writing style is really direct. And up front, uh, Caleb knows this because Caleb has proofread some of my stuff. But I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on embellishment. I don't, you know, I don't describe the leaf that, unless it is significant to the story, to what's happening. I don't describe, you know, how the wind blew through the trees and how the leaves rustled on the ground and all of that. I'm describing what the characters are doing, why they're doing it, where they're going, when it's happening. Etc. Etc. It's not. It's it's very. Uh, I guess linear. It's a very linear style of writing that that I like. It's direct and it's quick and it's to the point. It allows me, I think, to in a shorter space of time for the reader, gain more information uh, about the characters and about the narrative. And I think that, you know, if you need that embellishment or you need that kind of slower pacing to kind of figure out what's happening, then I haven't done my job as the writer to clearly illustrate what's happening, and you haven't done your job as the reader to pay attention to what I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it's a really quick, to the point writing style. But I also, I try not to delve too far into the realm of science fiction. Uh, even though my writing is fictional, it's not sci-fi. It's just, um, it's just, you know about my characters it's adventurous yeah yeah my my stories usually take on a really adventurous narrative um like the story that i read in another episode or which is a chapter from my book the chase scene and then jake meeting his mother's sister and all of that sort of stuff and it just happens super super fast 
Um, yeah, I'll write it. Usually, usually what will happen is that I'll write a chapter and it'll be really, really quick mm-hmm. and to the point and I'll just kind of get the narrative out. And then later when I'm not, I say this all the time as far as being a maker goes, whenever you're working on something, whenever you're making something, there will be, there will come a point where you hate the thing that you are making. You'll absolutely despise it. You'll be like, this is taking too long. I don't know what I'm doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think that the same thing, at least for me, applies to writing. So I'll be working on a chapter for days and I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck this chapter. I just, I want it done. I will come back to it later when I'm not mad at it. And I think that's what I do a lot of the time when I write is, uh, I'll write a chapter really, really fast just to get the story out there, just so that I don't forget it. Um, and then I'll come back later and work on it, add sentences here and there, change words, that kind of stuff, just kind of embellish it. Um, the craft. Yeah, kind of, you know, hide some crimes, that sort of stuff. Now, uh, for my last question, give us three tips for aspiring writers. So the first and most important, ooh, the first and most important tip that I could give anyone who wants to start writing or making anything in general, start doing it just start it doesn't matter if you're good at it it doesn't matter if you're if you're a brilliant writer even better that's even more reason for you to start because if you're a brilliant writer people are going to want to read what you have to write Mm -hmm. even if you're a terrible writer though you're not going to get better at it until you start doing it you're not going to be any kind of writer until you start writing exactly so yeah, I think my number one biggest tip to anyone who start wants to start writing is just start writing. Pencil and paper, pen and paper, I don't chisel and stone. Uh, most people have laptops or cell phones now. I wouldn't recommend writing on your cell phone because writing typing on cell phones is abhorrent. But yeah, get like a laptop or your computer or a typewriter or something like that. It's really nice. Cathartic is it called? To like type to type on keys or something like that. Um, I find oh, the clickety clack is the best. Yeah, of like a typewriter, how the heavy weight of the keys. I really like that a lot better than writing. Mostly because I'm terrible, terrible at writing. I have horrible penmanship. That's another thing that, that fault our education system. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because they didn't. They didn't slap me on the knuckles with a ruler and be like, write, but write straight. No, I, I think um, the last penmanship lessons I received were maybe in third grade. So yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, my penmanship is absolutely terrible. So even if it wasn't though, I still think that I would really like typing. Yeah, there's something just so comforting about it. Clickety clackers, it just is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and pens get uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it starts to hurt my finger. But um, yeah, just you know, just start typing. Whatever. Uh, so that's tip number one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a long-winded thing. That's fair though. Tip number two is, and don't use this tip as an excuse to not start writing, but make sure that you have an understanding of the fundamental principles of the language you're writing in. Um, It doesn't matter what language you're writing in, um, but make sure that you understand, you know, grammar in that language. You understand punctuation. 
you understand you know the definitions of the words you're using how to properly put something in quotations i have seen so many people not know how to use quotation marks so many people not know how to use the word however properly how to properly uh put commas around the word however um yeah just stuff like that i'm super nitpicky about that so if i proofread my writing and i see something like that i will immediately fix it um and i will never be mad at anyone for calling out some kind of issue like that in my work which leads me to my third tip let people proofread your work be open to criticism to criticism because the only way you're going to know if what you wrote is good or bad is if you let someone else read it and give you feedback so be open to criticisms um but also know the difference between uh criticism someone being uh critical in a good way and critical in a negative way Yeah, exactly. Because negative criticism is never a bad or never a good thing, um, and it never helps anyone get better at anything. So, positive criticism is always a good thing. Always be open to that. Find someone, a friend, or something like that. I'm lucky enough to have a friend like Caleb who really understands English. Um, it's one of my passions. And, yeah, and picks out. Uh, all of my mistakes if I've you know if the tempo of something is weird or if the flow of something is weird or I've made grammatical mistakes he'll pick it out and he'll tell me about it Um, so yeah find someone who can do that for you it could be an English teacher if you're writing if you're still in school and you want to start writing give your stuff to your English teacher your English teachers they're gonna they're gonna love you to to bring stuff like that to them I mean, they're, they're there to educate the children, but imagine they probably all have dreams of helping to create, you know, one day one of the great writers or, you know, one of this or one of that. So if you show your passion to them, I think they'll probably be receptive. Yeah, if there's one thing that I've learned about English teachers, it's that all of them want to be artists. Yeah. Every single English teacher or language arts teacher wants to be an artist. Uh, some of them think that they are artists when they're really not. Uh, but a lot of them will be very receptive of of your work, and they'll be glad to give you constructive criticisms on your work. So, yeah, don't yeah. forget about your great teachers out there, guys. Yeah, yeah, don't forget about the great teachers. There are good teachers still. Definitely are. All right. Well, that's your part of the. Your interview is completed. Uh, any last words that you wanted to throw in for your particular interview? Yeah, if you want to start writing, just just do it. Don't worry about if you have a story. Don't worry about if you have characters. Just write something. Um, oh, here's another, here's another thing. Here's a fourth tip. Stream of consciousness writing as practice is bullshit. Stream of consciousness writing is not helpful at all if you are trying to communicate or create a narrative because your stream of consciousness has no narrative. Um, so yeah, those stream of consciousness writings that they make you do in school are serve no other purpose except to eat up time where the teacher doesn't have to teach yeah it's just busy work um stream of consciousness writing is absolutely useless in my opinion some people might find it useful but i can't imagine how (laughs) all right caleb when did you first start writing well uh it's school basically is the answer 
Um, and I am gonna I am gonna stick with that as my answer specifically because um, when I was a kid, I loved. I remember receiving in elementary school, maybe as early as like first or second grade, they would give us like um, you had uh, spelling words. That's oh yeah, what the, vocab words. Yeah, vocab words. And uh, to practice your vocab words, one of my favorite assi- types of assignments that we would receive like every few weeks is to take all your vocab words and use them all in a story. I write a story with using all of your vocab words. And I loved this. Oh my God, I would go all out with all sorts of crazy, fantastic stories, making sure to use every single vocab word. Um, and uh, that was that was like one of my favorite things to do. So that's basically how I got started writing. All right. Well, uh, what was the first complete story you wrote? The first complete story that I wrote would be in, what was it, fifth grade? In fifth grade, they did something kind of special. Um, they did a project with the class where all the students were given the opportunity to write their own story, and then that story would be published. So I got so hyped and so enthusiastic about this. I wrote a complete novel. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a very good novel, I'm afraid. Uh, but I, I, I did love the thing at the time. I completely wrote and illustrated a full novel. Um, and I used the maximum number of pages that we were allowed, which I found out because I was writing it. And they were like, uh, you need to stop. This is getting too long. They were like, this is the maximum amount of pages that you're allowed to have. I used every single one. And then I, after I'd finished that story, I had plans for eight Se- uh, sequential novels to follow <laughs> I never did come back to those but I can tell you the name of that story it was called um, When Earth Fought Back um, it was kind of it, it was a little bit in collaboration with uh, a really good friend I had at the time who wrote this story called When They Came which was about aliens invading Earth um, and then my story was like a, supposed to be a sequel to his story, even though we were writing them at the same time. We like spent like a few days like talking about our stories, and then he inspired me, so I wrote a sequel to his story called When Earth Fought Back, and it's about the uprising of the humans against the aliens after the aliens have successfully invaded Earth. Um, and it was, a, it was a real wacky, interesting story. Um, it was... Uh, Half the story was written in. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't make a real language. Um, I'm not that special. Um, but I wrote half the story in like alien print language. Um, it would be like you'd have like the English words, and then underneath it would be like these alien symbols. And that was whenever the aliens uh, were the topic. Like it, it would be. It flowed through them so yeah and that was it was a bit silly but i had a lot of fun with that that sounds cool did it get published it did get published um i had three copies of it made i mean like it's it doesn't get sold in stores or anything like that yeah but yeah i had three copies of it they're all lost to time now but i had it for a while a nice you know um i think it was uh, honestly i think it was only 56 pages. I think that was the maximum that we were allowed. I really would have worked more if I could. I was ready to roll on that thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was basically just a story about 
the humans rising up against the aliens and i'm gonna have to track down a copy of that <laughs> please don't <laughs> i'd be so embarrassed i i could tell you that there's one there's this one scene that pops out in my mind that i always think what was i thinking but it's just like it's just like a picture of like the president standing up and his like shorts falling down and his eyes popping out of his skull because he's been surprised by something <laughs> It was really silly. I can't remember what it was about, but I just, I have that image burned in my head because <laughs> I drew it. Um, but yeah, that's the first complete story I ever wrote, When Earth Fought Back. Uh, what's a work that inspires your writing? It doesn't have to be a piece of writing. Just oh. something that inspires your writing. Gosh. Well, okay, so if it doesn't have to be any particular piece of writing, because I always have a hard time naming going specific with inspiration because I feel like I get inspired by everything. But uh, in this particular case, I want to say that a lot of my writing has been inspired by the show Doctor Who, which I'm a huge fan of. And... Um, you got a real Whovian over here. Yeah, I'm a real Whovian. Like, like legit. Um, and I have a, a large, large catalog of over 200 unwritten Doctor Who fan, un- incomplete Doctor Who fan fiction works by me. So, um, and it really isn't. It really isn't anything. They're just titles, and then I have all the stories in my head, and then I didn't. I, I never went and actually wrote them down because I suffer some major, major procrastination and writer's block. So a, a couple of those I did write and finish, and. They were produced and they're on the internet. Please don't go looking for them. Um, <laughs> God, please don't go looking for they're them. They're out there, guys. Go find them. Do your worst. They're out there. They're out there. So Doctor Who has probably been the absolute biggest inspiration for me as far as writing goes because I just love Doctor Who and I wanted to write stories like that. So I wrote Doctor Who fan fiction. Boom. What styles of writing do you really enjoy? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'll name drop... A writer who I really enjoyed, Douglas Adams. He wrote The Hitchhikers to the Guide, Increasingly Inaccurately Named Trilogy, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and he, he's got like this very sort of like irreverent, absurd humor. And he's, he's like, as he's writing his story, there's like footnotes and like breaking the fourth wall and all this sort of stuff and it's 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 comedic writing but it's also like fantasy and adventure and science fiction and uh his his particular style of humor i feel i really connect with so i really do like that style of writing a lot um yeah i like that a lot and there there are there are many others because i'm a big reader or at least i used to be um and uh, I also, I really enjoy like, like rich, wordy kind of like, I love H.P. Lovecraft. That man is just creates art with words. <laughs> just horrific, beautiful <laughs> stories. They're just so, so verbose. And I just love that kind of shit. So, yeah. I'd say I'd strike a nice balance between sort of like weird, irreverent comedy writing and then like this this sort of thick prose uh, 
HP Lovecraft in particular because he just he's the best at it honestly he really is what's a style of uh, writing if you have any that you really dislike well you brought up teen novels and that immediately flooded me with memories of a lot of teen novels which I found to be quite unsatisfactory yeah a lot of teen novels are frankly garbage (sighs) but I don't think there's any kind of style of writing that I dislike it's just it's certain writers I feel they push out these um, let me see just to make sure what I'm about to say wouldn't better fit in any of the other questions okay yeah um, this kind of this goes back with something that inspires my writing, some styles of writing that I enjoy, and mixes into this question, which is what I dislike, which is um, something that I've drawn on a lot as just a writer and an enjoyer of stories is something called TV Tropes. If you've not ever explored tvtropes.com, do that. That's my writing tip number three. I guess so, so this covers like four different questions. The reason why I mention this is because there's a difference between cliches, which are just these completely overused, you know, worn out, tired, nasty tropes and tropes, which is um, TV tropes is basically like a vast encyclopedia about all the different things that go into making stories. And a trope is basically anything which is like a recognizable elemental feature of a story. And I can't really begin to explain it more than that, except you just go in and you read and you'll immediately understand. But it's it's basically like cliches, except a cliche, tropes are a good thing. It's impossible to escape tropes. If you write stories, you they will be filled with tropes. It's, it's impossible not to have tropes. It's almost it's fundamental. Um, but it's basically just, you know, like a certain... tropes together build narratives but if you overuse tropes or use them in the wrong way they become cliches and I I dislike cliched stories and I dislike stories that um oh gosh what did I want to say something in particular (sighs) I guess that's it I don't like these like really tired cliched stories that feel like they were just written up you know, in two weeks to make money and made no meaningful attempt to actually make an interesting story. Stories that kind of copy off of other... Yeah, like, it's, like, and once again, because of tropes, it's impossible to be 100% original. Yeah. But you can still be clever, you know. I like clever stories, and I, I don't, I like to see people at least trying. And there have been a couple stories that I read where I felt that the writer was just not trying at all <laughs> yeah yeah i've definitely read my fair share of those too um describe your writing style my writing style that's a difficult one to describe simply because i fall into that category where i have i, I have a lot of stories but i haven't written many of them <laughs> because i'm a huge procrastinator guys big old badly procrastinator um, I do have a kind of style, though. Um, I do not Lovecraft style. I tend towards prose um, and, like, descriptive imagery. 
and I really like wordplay. Um, so I am the kind of person who, when you read my stories, I'm not going to spend like a page describing a single flower, but I really want the image of everything that's going on around to be a, to feel alive for you. And um, so I like to do stuff like that. And then I really have this thing where it's hard for me to describe, um, especially because I haven't written in a while. So I'm it's, I'm trying to like draw examples from my own memory, but it's it's rusty. Um, but I love kind of like subtle, subtle wordplay. And it doesn't necessarily have to be humor because a lot of the stories that I tend to write are sort of fantasy adventure types and not comedies. But um, I, I will play around with words and um, literally just like the words themselves. Uh, if you look carefully, like I have this big thing about not using um, I try not to use the same word twice. This isn't obviously 100% true. There's some words that get used constantly, like and, and I, and, yeah. you know, basic words like that. But other kinds of, like, adjectives and that kind of stuff and verbs, I really have, like, this little quirk. It's not even always a good thing either about not using it uh, twice, at least not on the same page. So I kind of play this little game with myself to find all the different ways that I can describe one thing. I love doing that. Yeah. Give and yourself a... Uh, okay, keep going. No, keep no, 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 no. Oh, I was just going to say a bonus tip from me. I, I didn't want to steal one of your tips, but a bonus tip from me is find a prompt, like a writing prompt, like a really simple one. Try to write your story not using not reusing any word. So every word, every describing word, it, don't don't reuse an adjective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all your so adjectives are, are different. So yeah, I, I, I agree. That is, that'll fall under probably one of my tips. Um, but yeah, I try not to use the same words. So my, my writing style is tend to just, it's a lot of imagery and a lot of wordplay, whether in dialogue or just like the way that I'm describing things. There'll be like subtle puns and like bits of word humor. Um, and I can't describe it much much better than that. That's basically how it is. Yeah. Oh, I do have a, a huge tendency towards characters monologuing. Um, I feel that's something that I need to work on because <laughs> it doesn't go very well. Because I'm more, even though... Um, I think monologues are kind of hard to write because you got to put yourself in your character's shoes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm good at writing monologues, but maybe I'm not good at writing monologues because then after I go back and read them, I'm like, this just sounds long-winded and terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I tend to be like a... My more actual experience writing is script writing, so it's mostly dialogue. And then, like, the prose stuff comes in when I'm writing, like, a novel or a book, but I haven't had much of an opportunity to do that in a long time. Or I haven't actually done that in a long time so it's mostly the script writing and then the monologues get crazy so all right next next question um last one three tips for aspiring writers i think you already mentioned one but just well yeah so tip number one which is actually tip number three um i don't know why but i've decided that's what it is is go to tvtropes.com 
and just read, read constantly. Allow yourself to be devoured by TV tropes um, because the more you learn about these tropes, I've, I truly do feel the better writer you will become. It'll either give you ideas on what to do or it'll give you ideas on what not to do. So go read tvtropes.com. That's maybe my biggest tip. Um, like Jeremy said, obviously, you need to write. Um, don't fall into the trap that I've fallen into, which is just procrastinating constantly. I, I've got this real bad habit of wanting to say it just the way I want to say it perfectly the first time. And so I sit there in front of the blank page with my fingers hovering above the keys and um, basically atrophy <laughs> because nothing <laughs> happens. Nothing happens. My mind just and the writing never happens. So don't let that happen to you. If you have an idea, have your idea and then um, go write your idea down and don't focus too much on perfecting your idea before it's written down. Perfect it after it's written down or else it's just going to die inside your head. Um, but that's not my tip because Jeremy already made it. My second tip is find your voice. This is almost uh, uh, in a contradiction to what I just said because to find your voice, you have to kind of have an idea of what that is before you start writing. But I guess maybe try to be more consistent in your in your voice. Um, oh, uh, writing is a work of art and you obviously... A painting is a lot more aesthetically pleasing when it's, you know, homogenous, I guess. So yeah. you wouldn't expect, like, a Renaissance-style painting to be, like, cartoon-style over here and, like, Impressionist over here and then Cubist up there. It just wouldn't gel together very well. So be consistent in your voice. Um... It is necessary that you practice writing a lot and like keep writing out stories before you really come into yourself. But once you kind of have that, like stick with it and don't flip up the style of writing that you're doing as you're writing. Try to be consistent. And if you have to write out your story and then go back, just make sure everything's consistent when you go back and edit it so that it has the same sort of tone the whole way through because it can really mess up a story if you don't do that. Um, I still need one more tip, don't I? Tip number three, yeah. Tip number three slash one? I mean, I guess Why are we going backwards with the tips? I guess you could. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could reiterate, you know, the one that I said, which is just to start writing. Yeah. I think that's a super, super important. Start, start writing. Don't be repetitive. Don't worry too hard about being original, but do be clever. You took the tip in a different direction, though, a little bit. You, you know, just because it's not the exactly the way you want it from out of right out of the gate, doesn't mean that your writing is terrible or that you can't continue. Yeah, honestly, perfectionism. I know it sounds nice because it has the word perfect in it, but it's actually a bad thing. Perfectionism is um, the enemy of productivity. This is this goes back to something that I said on another cast, I think, which is to not compare yourself to anyone other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to be as good as your favorite writer when you first start writing. It's just not going to happen. Um, just like you'll never be as good as your 
favorite musician right out of the gate, favorite artist right out of the gate, favorite photographer. It just doesn't happen. You have to practice. And those guys practiced. Those guys work really hard to attain that that level of what you consider, what you might consider perfectionism. Um, so yeah, you just need to, I know the camera's really loud, isn't it? <laughs> you just need to, uh, you just need to go. Just start writing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of stole that from, from you, but. No, but it's, it's a fair point and it's an important one. Just do it. Wow. Is that really it? That's really it. I know that one was really quick. I thought that one would take longer. Um, I guess we had more to say about music than we did about writing. Uh, so yeah, anything else? Anything else you want to add? Um, hmm. Well, if I had to throw something really random in there. Oh, here's another one for writers. You kind of already said this already. Go read the dictionary. Learn some vocab <laughs> yeah. words, guys. Yeah, learn some words. Spend some time on the uh, thesaurus.com. Yeah, with the thesaurus. Yeah. This goes back to my tip. Don't be repetitive. Um, you don't have to be like, you know, a stuffy, verbose, old English style writer. No. But, you know, put some words in there. Edumacate some people. Yeah, put some good words in there. If you're look, if your writing is constantly having people reach for their dictionaries, you've done something wrong. But if your writing is lacking uh lacking like subtlety and diversity because you're not reaching for your own dictionary or your own thesaurus, you've also done something wrong. You need to find a good balance. Every once in a while, if the reader has to reach for their dictionary, you're doing a good job. Yeah, it's a good thing. You don't you don't want you don't want your like reader to have a headache and have <laughs> yeah. no idea what no, you, you said. To, yeah, you don't want it to sound like a vocabulary but list, you but want, you want your work to at least challenge them a little bit. I think that's good. We should all aspire to challenge each other a little bit build each other up so yeah you said it better than i did oh. all right now we need something random yeah ah! jesus <laughs> it's the caffeine patch you can stay awake for days with no side effects ah! you scared that <laughs> shit out of me it was so quiet and then you just screamed uh this episode is titled this should we call them episodes of confessions Kind of like calling them confessions. Confession. Yeah. So this confessions title is uh, intro to writing. Just like uh, a couple weeks ago, the confessions name was intro to climbing, mm-hmm. um, which means that there will be more. So eventually, we will uh, probably mostly me. We'll talk about uh, me. We'll talk. I will talk about. Um, climbing a little bit more and we're definitely going to talk about writing a little bit more we'll probably revisit music too you've been listening to sidewalk confessionals happy listening and have a nice day